guys, this is honestly the 11th time I'm trying to record the intro. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet because I am annoyed by the sound of my voice right now. <laughs> it is Friday night and I really want to get this episode out and I think it's important for you to hear it too. Um, this guest was on my dream list of people that I wanted to interview when I thought this could actually be a thing. She's like one of only eight and we only recently became good friends um, a, a couple months ago but she's just the type of person that you feel like you've known forever and I appreciate her and her friendship so much and I, I, I learned so much about her and not just her personally but her mindset as a business owner and what she wants to give back to our community and our town and I hope she continues to do it with her partner Shane her husband for years and years to come so that's all I got I'll keep recording episodes as long as you keep listening to them thank you to those of you who have listened to number one episode who have sent me feedback messages of support I will keep this train going for as long as you want it so without further ado I give you Stephanie Miller, owner and executive chef of the Butterhorn, and don't say I didn't warn you. Let's go. Okay. Test, test, test. We're live and in charge. It's prime time here, guys. Uh, welcome to the second episode of the podcast. I just want to set the stage for you of like where I'm sitting. Oops, sorry about that. What's going on? Um, I'm in front of a wood-burning fire in a very gorgeous and bougie home in the Cathedral District, and my guest is, um, I don't even know how I, oh, well, the kitty's here. <laughs> Hi, What's I your know. cat's name again? Dahmer. Dahmer's here. And we also have the one and only, needs no introduction, the Steph Cornelius. I was on my way over here and I was like... Steph Miller, but whatever. I was like, she needs her her handle on, you know, that's your handle on Instagram, It is, because I don't like weirdos following me. Oh, a thousand percent. I was just talking to somebody about this, and I was like, I am never putting my, I'm never putting my Instagram, my personal Instagram on public again, because I used to have it on a business account, and if you have it on a business account, you can see how many times somebody bookmarks your picture. Yeah, it's creepy. And you can see how many times someone shares it to someone else. You can't see specifically who does it, but it's almost addicting, right? So anyways, I was on my way. I digress. I was on my way over here, and I was like, she needs to have an Instagram handle, like the hot chef biz, or like dot biz, or something like that. (laughs) Okay, so I do have one, but I haven't. Okay, it's not that. But I do have one. It's called the Mother Sheffer. Oh, Okay. But I haven't posted anything on it yet. But I should, oh, but I haven't yet. That's even better than the hot chef.biz. Like, mine was so amateur compared to the mother chefer. Are you serious? Yeah, I thought it was pretty clever. But normally when I think things are clever, they actually aren't. That's about to go viral. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm glad you already secured it because whoever was listening to this would be like, oh, I'm going to go take that right now. No, you can't. I did it. That's like if you ever have an idea or something, you don't tell anybody about it, and then you, like, go do your... As a business owner, mm-hmm. you go do your Facebook, you go do your domain name, you go do your Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, Everything. you name it, There's and so then you can start telling people about it. Because yeah. they say 
imitation is the best form of flattery or something the saying goes and yeah. I just want to know how you feel about that because that's a very hard pill for me to swallow um okay so I have two sides of that and one yes it is it's very flattering for people to want to imitate what you're doing but on the other hand you just want to be like get your own fucking ideas like yeah do your own thing because it's going to be just as cool if not more cool than what I'm doing um so yeah I don't know I'm split on that it really depends on the situation I think especially if you've put a lot of time into it like I don't care I I don't care if someone copies clothing jewelry I take that as a compliment yeah however yeah. if it's like your intellectual property back off yeah then it's offensive <laughs> right yeah a little bit so those yeah. would be the two categories so mm -hmm. anyways if you don't know stephanie is the chef and owner so we would call you yeah. executive chef yeah. of the butterhorn which i'm there every week um if you're listening to this podcast and you're the same as me you're probably there um every week as well um we are going to talk about that, but I want to know, and this is maybe like a hard question for you because I hate talking about myself, but who is Stephanie Miller? Oh my gosh. Who, who am I? Does tell anyone really know that though? Like, honestly, who are you, Kim? I like, won't, I won't ever tell. such a loaded it's, question. It's way too fucked up for anyone to even wrap their head around. So, yeah, preach. But like start from the beginning. You're from Bismarck. Yeah, from Bismarck, went to UND. Went to culinary school, found the love of my life, wanted to work with him and want to be with him in every aspect of my life. And he has really like inspired me with my beliefs and ideas and my goals and stuff. So I don't I don't really know who I am. I think I'm like ever evolving and ever changing, trying to just be better than yesterday you guys are the cutest couple was it love oh, at first you. sight for me it was yeah for him it was not like I I've never flirted with a guy harder in my life like <laughs> it was you were bringing your a game yeah and he had a girlfriend oh well and I had a boyfriend too but it was like it didn't matter so yeah we met I initiated everything a couple of weeks later we started dating and then the rest is history. Yeah, that cheesy line. So <laughs> did you meet him at UND? No, I met him in Montana. I My best friend, um, want, it, all of her family was from Montana, and she contacted me, and she's like, hey, let's go to Montana. Come with us. It'll be so much fun. And I was 18, 19, and I've never been to Montana, which was so crazy. And then I go, yeah, sure, okay. And they were related, and we met them, or I met him at the family reunion. <laughs> So yeah. Did you kiss that night? No, it took, since it was long distance, it took like a couple weeks. Who got whose number? Like, how does it work? So we I met mean. at the family gathering. I got his number first, sent him like texts throughout the night. Like, hey, how are you doing? Like, you're so far away. Come over here, come talk to me. <laughs> okay, and wait, his girlfriend was, was, was girlfriend? right, right there. <laughs> it was bad, you guys. I do not. I do not condone anything that I did that night, but you, know you gotta what? do what you gotta do. If you want what you want, then yeah, go get it. It obviously worked out well for the both of you. Okay, then, that is so cute. Yeah, I've heard then, that story in a different version, like 
but I wanted them, like the people that are listening to hear it because I think it's such a good story. Thank you. Thank you. I think it is too. I've thought like, yeah, it should be like a series or a book or something, but yeah. And then the weeks after that, we were just texting and talking and then I went to visit him again and I kind of just said, let's, let's do this. Let's, yeah. Let's do the long distance. And we did. So he was in Montana and you were in? I was here. I was, oh, I was in Grand Forks. Yeah. Okay. At so, UND. So what did you major in at UND? For anybody that wants, let's just say someone's listening to this and they want to be a chef or they want to open up their own restaurant. I feel like a lot of, not that I know a lot of chefs, but the only other chef that I know, mm-hmm. Tyler, yeah, was in a completely different field and industry mm-hmm. working with apes. That's what he oh went gosh, to school I didn't for. Know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's he was in Iowa working at this like research center, mm-hmm. and that ended heartbreakingly bad, I think. And then he um, ended up just finding his passion going to culinary school in Arizona, which is why he's back there. But like, mm-hmm. what led you to that? So I, I went to school at UND for pre med. All my family are physicians here in town. Oh, I want to get into this. I want to get into this. <laughs> We're getting talking. in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, so I did that. I I was a phlebotomist at Sanford. Back then it was med center. Um, and I absolutely hated it. I was miserable. I didn't enjoy any of anything I was learning about and, and anything I was being taught. Um, but you have this thing in the back of your mind like, okay, well, I'm, it's going to be for the greater good. I'm going to be a physician. I'm going to cure people, but at what expense, like your happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I kind of took a step back and dropped out of college, realized what I actually want to do and what I'm passionate about. And then I signed up for culinary school, like the next day, moved to Minneapolis, like a week later. It was so fast. So did you feel pressure to go into the medical field because your family members and Mother, or was it just what everybody did? Because for me, I wish my parents would have pushed me harder to, I mean, everything happens for a reason, but in a million years, and you know, maybe they did and I just don't remember it because I had blinders on, my parents would have never said to me, you can be a doctor, like <laughs> on a good day. Not that they didn't think I was talented or gifted, but it was more like, you can be a backup dancer in a Janet Jackson video oh on TRL. Oh, please, that would be amazing. <laughs> if that's what you want. But yeah. you can only do that until you're 35-ish, maybe. And then you open up a dance the studio. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Depends, what like, what age? your body looks like. But I just want to know, like, you know. And then, I guess, from making that decision. And if, if you felt your heart was being swayed one way or the other. And then you know, just kind of like throwing yourself into culinary school, was that like a completely new environment for you? Yeah. So I think with the pressure of the family, families always put a little bit of pressure on you, no matter what direction or like where it's coming from. For me, my family was always like, if you're going to do something, just be the best at it. Like try and push to be the best. And I, all I saw was my siblings and my mom and everyone going into to med school and I was like okay well then that's that's where I need to excel at mm-hmm. not really realizing like hey open your eyes and there's different fields and careers and like yeah. dreams you can follow in the world so then when I did that and I went into culinary school like I had blinders on like I I didn't 
come home very often. I was school full-time. I had two full-time jobs. Like, I was, I was, that's all I did. Did you serve? <laughs> I, I served. I tried to be a barista, which I just sucked at. Um, Have I you ever catering. had a job where you just quit, like, after the first day and walked out on didn't go back? No, I've never walked out on a job. I haven't either, but I worked at um, Victoria's Secret in college. In Fargo, well, I had many jobs too. I was managing a dance studio. Okay. Then I worked at the uh, leasing company that like managed the apartment that I lived in. Mm-hmm. But then I got a job at Victoria's Secret, and I tried to quit. You know, three weeks after I started, and it was when they were moving into their new store in Fargo. Yeah. She was like, "Well, I really need a full staff in order to move into this new store. So just tell me what day a week you want to work," and. I'll go for it. Well, these girls were just walking out. Like, they would take off their little mic pack and just leave. And, like, never in a million years would I, I would I think to do that. I, I couldn't even sleep at night if I did that. Right. Um, but I worked Wednesdays, and I went home on Thursday to Sundays, maybe sometimes Monday. And every just a little tip here. I don't know if it's still that way, but any new bra they come out with, mm-hmm. they give you... In your size, because you get to... Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah. I'm like, what were the discounts? But it's what were pink, the... nude, white, and black. You have to pick one of those colors. Um, and then I think I got a crazy discount on clothing, so it really didn't matter. Like, my whole entire paycheck plus more. But I still, like, have bras from then, because you just never go through them all. Every there was that many, Yes, huh? they come out with new bras hmm. at least every three weeks. So that in itself, I mean, if you're a big bra connoisseur, I'm not. I it's mean, worth it. I used to walk into there and I just felt bad about myself, and then I turn around and what? walk back. I well, the pictures of the supermodel, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, that's yeah. not what I'm gonna look like in that. And then you try it on, and you, you affirm that that's not what you look like. And then <laughs> we're we're kind of we're kind of digressing here, but <laughs> okay, sorry. No, no, I want to stay on this. <clears throat> I worked cash wrap which I was also very nervous about because I'm not good at counting and I'm a little bit dyslexic, so I really got to be careful about it. But it, it, it gives you the amount that you give back to the customer. So oh. one day they were like, they were like, um, Kim, we need you to go work the dressing room. And I am not about judging women's bodies. Like, everything yeah. is cool. But I, sure. you've got to understand, I grew up in a family where no one was ever naked. Like, it was all be as covered as you possibly can. Yeah. I never saw my mother naked from what I can remember. Like, it was not a thing. I wasn't on, like, a basketball team where people showered oh, after. Okay. You know what I mean? It like, was a shock. Yeah. I was never around people's naked bodies. So I go to the dressing room, and there's this woman, and she is a little older and she was very comfortable with her body which you know now in hindsight like hell yeah it's amazing she was like what do you think of this bra and I was like looking at it and they also give you training on like what the cup should look like and all this as they should but I was like oh I think it looks good and she's like well this strap isn't laying good and it falls off it was like this particular type of bra so she just decides that she's gonna take it off and whip it up and throw it on the ground and everything just (laughs) fell And I remember being like uh, 19 and just trying to not, you know, trying to keep my composure and Super like, cool. and think, mm-hmm. and like now looking back, I'm like much more comfortable with nudity like and like my body, like I'll be the first one to participate Agreed. if we're on like a nude beach, like Agreed. you might as well. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you at the time, 
it was hard for me. I think it just takes time. It takes time to like be comfortable, be comfortable with yourself and other people and just get over it. Well, and then like you you don't know where to look because I didn't want her to feel uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't know where to look. So I think I remember. Where did you look? Probably at the floor or at the, not even, probably like at, at, at the ceiling. I probably was like, uh-huh, okay, now let me see now. Is everything covered? But she didn't care. It was just in my own mind. That's, like yeah, that's part of life, is. right? You think the situation is worse than it actually is because it's happening to you. Yeah. You think your issue? you or oh, yeah. anything? She didn't give a shit. Yeah, as she should. Like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to spend $50 on this bra. Yes, tell me what I look <laughs> Tell me well, how it looks. They'll exchange anything depending on if there's defects, but side tangent, back to you being at culinary school. You were serving, you tried to be a barista. Mm -hmm. Was it like a 12-month program? Um, The culinary school or the barista? (laughs) (laughs) We know that was 12 hours. Yeah, that was like an hour. Um, No, so the culinary school was a year-long program. I could do longer. I decided not to. I wanted to get into the field right away and like experience get cooking I was in Minneapolis I wanted to learn from like different people different cultures different ways of cooking I just wanted to absorb everything I possibly could and learn as much as I could was the school good at placing you with mentors I think it it's as good as you want it to be like you need to put an effort and then once they see the effort they'll put an effort towards you yeah you know what I mean like if you show up late or you don't show up, like, yeah, you're probably not going to get anything out of it. But What for, is it? I mean, is the class size like 12 people? I've obviously never been to culinary school, and I don't think a lot of people listening have. Um, it was about 20 for oh. me. And it was about a month and a half of different courses. So we had a butchery course, like a salad, a salad course. We did like a pasta course, uh, uh, ethnic food course. Like there was all these different classes that you could take it was I wanted to take them all but you could only choose for so you know you can only choose so many um and then yeah it was about a month and a half with a chef who wanted to become an instructor like I think Tyler is doing that now in Arizona right he is an instructor yeah he's an instructor now oh yep um and and some people you didn't vibe with and some people you did which is great but yeah I think you put into it and then you get that out so did you did you always have like a love for food would you consider yourself a foodie I grew up on happy meals because my still eat happy meals well yes I do too but it was a regular occurrence because we were like going to dance or something and my dad always worked shift work so he was the one who ended up feeding us and I always like make the joke that you know, I was raised on McDonald's. It worked out fine, but retraining your brain for from fast food is a whole nother episode. But I really fell in love with food aside from, you know, the way that my family raised me. I think in college when I was able to, like, make my own decisions, mm-hmm. go to the restaurants I wanted to go to, um, and be more conscious about what I put in my body. So yeah. when did that happen for you? Um, so this is going to be a lot different than the first episode. Um I <laughs> yeah no I've been waiting still, for this with so you. <laughs> I still I still go to fat like I still go to fast food it's not a, a daily occurrence like it's a splurge for me but I still enjoy it I don't consider myself a foodie I don't even know what that means like everyone eats food oh, it's no, just I, on what type you like but you have such a just from eating your food 
you have such a, I don't even know what the word is, but you just have a taste for what tastes good and what is Mm -hmm. put together well. And we had a conversation, um, I don't know when it was, but you told me like the only can, there's only one canned thing at the restaurant because everything else is made from scratch and you have to have this particular type of ingredient and that's why it's in a can. And I just remember leaving and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But, I mean, at Butterhorn, it's not a cheap place to go. It's it's priced based on the ingredients and then how much work we put into it. Um, it's not overpriced in my mind. I know no. some people think it I is. I don't think but, it is. Um, yeah, so for us, I we're making, like, hand-rolling and hand-kneading pasta. We're hand-rolling and hand-kneading bread. Like, um, on our line, we make everything to order. It's not up in a window like just warm mm-hmm. you know what I mean when you see those places like the french fries are just like sitting under the there. heat lamp just sitting there for hours at a time um I really take pride with doing that at Butterhorn and um yeah so I, I guess that way in that aspect I'm a little bit of a foodie just because I want it done really well at the restaurant that I have now but it just kind of depends on what restaurant you're in the mood for. Like sometimes I want chicken wings and I want to spend mm-hmm. $10. And other times I want to go to a Michelin star restaurant and spend like multiple, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So, but we went from boobs and bras straight to Butterhorn. So I want to go back it's to... All, it's all intertwined, isn't it? I want, yeah, all. I want to go, I want to go back <laughs> to culinary school, okay. graduating, then what? Then I got a really good job at a uh, James Beard nominated restaurant in Minneapolis and a James Beard is just like a a really high award that a restaurant can get if any of you don't know I watch masterclass so I know what it is oh, nice get it uh, and basically there I learned how to like break down a whole cow I learned how to make pancetta from scratch I like make cheese I, I learned everything and and then after that, um, How long at, was at, that? <clears throat> that wasn't very long because oh, okay, so nothing's off topic. Nothing. Okay, so at that, so at that place, we're I, not even editing this. Go ahead. Oh, okay, so <laughs> at that place, I got like sexually harassed pretty bad. Oh my god. Yeah, really bad. And this was before like the Me Too. This was before. This was before like. I, there was me and one other girl, and I think like twenty other guys. That's not what I expected you to say, but it's probably <clears throat> yeah. a predominantly male industry. Yeah, it was really bad. So the executive chef um, harassed me pretty bad, and and I guess okay. So I said I never walked out. That was the one place I did walk out. Oh well, rightfully so. Yeah. So I I walked out on that, and then I got a a gig at another place um, at a catering business for like weddings and stuff because I wanted to learn that side as well so it was I kind of bounced around a lot but I did it I think the right way and I tried just try to learn what I could well I feel like if you learn all aspects of the business you have a deeper understanding of how things go for and, sure. and it makes you not only a better chef probably but a better business owner yeah um Okay, so then after that, what's happening with Romeo at this point? He he moved to Minneapolis with me. Oh, of course he did. And he followed me <laughs> to Minneapolis. And so 
We're still in separate apartments. Oh, got it. Um, we haven't moved He's in Keeping together his yet. independence a little bit. Yeah. How yeah. many nights out of the week did he sleep at yours or vice versa? Oh, like five, oh, six. Yeah. Was, we should have just moved in right away, but you still, like, with that North Dakota homegrown, I'm like, you shouldn't move in until you're married mm-hmm. kind of thing. But we did eventually, uh, as everyone should, honestly, before yeah, they a, get married. That's a good one. But... Uh, yeah, no, he was there with me, right by my side, and ditto. I was, he was general managing at a couple restaurants in Minneapolis too. So, then you got married, yes. engaged. Well, we got engaged before we got married. Well, yeah, but what did yeah. that happen while you were out at yeah. the? Yeah, that that got happened. That happened in Minneapolis, and it was so cute. So he wanted to make. Uh, for those of you who hear my dogs barking in the background. I have two. I apologize. It's a dog-friendly podcast. Yeah. It's a it's a pet-friendly podcast. There's meowing and there's barking, and it's okay. Uh, so he proposed to me on New Year's Eve, um, but I want I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything special, and he was like forcing me, to, like, okay, let's go, let's go do something. And there's fun. so much to do on the Twin Cities. On and New he Year's was Eve. just like really stressed out about it. I'm like, okay, let's <laughs> go to a dive bar and get a beer or whatever. I don't want to go out right now. So he proposed to me, which, looking back, it's the most perfect proposal because we're the dive bar kind of people. He proposed to me in a dive bar and just be like, and just, that's, it was perfect. It wasn't like on a beautiful mountainscape or anything. It was in a dive bar, drinking Bud Light, and I'm like, this is great. Yes. Absolutely yes. <laughs> it was It was great. That's cute. The first time, mm-hmm. and I say the first time because I am going to get proposed to again, maybe. Yep. The first time I got proposed to was at a gun range. Did, were you into guns? Um, You know, I wasn't really into guns, but mm-hmm. it was kind of a similar situation. My ex-husband was just like very flustered from the moment he got up that day and mm-hmm. everything that could have went wrong. Went wrong. Went absolutely wrong, which yeah. in hindsight is kind of fucking hilarious because... <laughs> it off. But yeah, a lot of don't say that and then say similar circumstances with me. Oh no, you guys are in it for the long haul. I've seen you too. It's totally different. Um, okay, so then you got engaged on New Year's Eve, and then you planned your wedding. Yep. And then when did you decide? When did you end up back in Bismarck? We've been in Bismarck for about three and a half, four years now, and just wanted to. Move. Our end goal is to go back to Montana live on a mountainside away from everyone have goats and chickens and did you have to convince him to come back here or how did that (laughs) yeah no I mean it's true I I we probably want I love Bismarck but sometimes it's extremely difficult Mm -hmm. and we probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the rest of my family wanting to live here as well and um so we decided, okay, let's spend 10 years, whatever X amount of time we don't really know yet here, and uh, and then go from there. So, got it. So okay, so enter the restaurant. Were we making okay. plans for that before we moved back? Um, I'm like talking no. like I'm a third person yeah, in a yeah, relationship. So, now. so we moved to, we moved to Bismarck not having any idea what we we're gonna do. We just moved. We just moved. We moved in with my parents just crashed their their house pretty hard for a couple months. Uh, we were going to open up a catering company, actually, because I think there's a need for one in town. Mm-hmm. But then we walked past the space we're in now on Main Street at Butterhorn, and I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Like, it was perfect for a restaurant, and 
I was like, okay, let's do this. And he was like, well, what else are we going to do? <laughs> and Butterhorn is still alive and well today. And it's beautiful on the oh, inside. Thank you. Who picked out the chandeliers? We both did. We both designed it. Um, what and like the basement is so unassuming. Like you, you would never think it was down there or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it is like, I like one of the sexiest places to have a meal. I think that you can in so this town or even the whole entire state. Let's just yeah. say, not that I'm biased or anything, and I'm sitting in a living room, people. But I'm not gonna blow smoke no. up your ass. That's the honest to god truth. <laughs> um, you can. How do you? How do you decide on the menu items? Oh my gosh. Cash. Okay, that's it's my fine. dog. My dog Cash. Cash, stop it. You're fine. He's just like a whiny little boy. Um, how do I decide on the menu items? I There's a bunch of factors. One, what I want to eat. Like, what's going to taste good. Two, um, is it going to go well th- with the rest of my menu items? Do I have too much of one thing? Then I have to take into account pricing. Mm-hmm. I have to take into account vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free. Yeah. I need options like that for people who are celiac or, or have issues with dairy. Um, so there's a ton of things that that go into creating a menu. It's not, it, it's, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's not just slapping on what you want to eat and then call, calling it good. Yeah, I, th- I think <clears throat> people don't, understand there's a process in it and I think correct me if I'm wrong you're also trying to think of the menu in ways where you can maximize the use out of everything too oh for sure yeah like if for so for our steak for instance we use tenderloin and then when we butcher the the whole tenderloin we have scraps of meat and fat and stuff like that and we grind that to make a portion of our hamburger so we try to make zero waste in our restaurant. Obviously, there's going to be some, but we try and do our part to be a little bit, you know, responsible for for what's. And honestly, such good people because I don't know if you guys remember or followed this on Facebook, but we all know COVID is happening, and I don't even know if there was an entire weekend or a week where a portion of the proceeds from your tickets went to your neighbor mm-hmm. next door yeah. um which you just don't see that anymore and I just I mean I I wasn't surprised when I saw it because it's you guys but um yeah just a absolute fantastic place and if you haven't been there I really hope you do try it um now I want to talk about this is totally a, a hard left great I want I want to talk about how and I know it was no big thing to you because that's just how you are. But for me to shave my head. <laughs> okay, cool. No, let's do this. For me to shave my head, I I mean, knock on wood, maybe someday. But I have the ugliest shaped head. You I, don't know the shape of your head oh unless God, you do it. No, just let me tell you. It's a bad situation up there. There's like a lot going on. I'm not into it. This, um, Steph shaved her head live on Facebook <laughs> to raise money for Brave the Shave and I didn't cry. <laughs> and she didn't cry. How did you not cry? Because I just set the stage for how, like your hair was long. My hair was, so my hair was probably like tit length. Yeah. Okay. And then I put extensions in because I, I always change my hair. I change the color. I change the cut. I love, I love changing things up with how I look. And, um, and then after my extensions, I just, I didn't take care of them properly. I don't know if a lot of you girls out there, I... No, I they're did, dreadlocks. 
did not take care of them. And I was miserable. I'm like, get them out. I got so almost like claustrophobic in my own skin. And I told Alicia, who I go to, um, like, just let's just shave it. And she was out of town, unfortunately, that week. So I had Grace do it. And I was so excited. I, I felt like free. I felt so comfortable with it. Um, but one thing is I get a lot of weird looks like, and I've got a lot of weird comments like, Oh, like when was your cancer? Like when you're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like how long has it been? Cause you would never make a conscious decision <laughs> to shave your head. And it had, it had being a woman. I think everyone has this mentality of like long, beautiful hair. That's what makes you beautiful. And I wanted to make it a point for me to try and like push myself and to be like, no, long hair. And some like, yes, if you have long hair, beautiful hair or whatever you want to do. And if you feel beautiful, great. But for me, I wanted to push myself into thinking like I am beautiful without my hair. Yeah. I am beautiful just who I am. Well, you are. And you're a smoke show either way. (laughs) We're going to get to the makeup conversation. But I just think it was so absolutely great that you did that. And, like, mad respect. It was, like, flowing, long, like, golden-y blonde It was pretty. Hair. And it's just shaved right off. Is it on the Butterhorn Facebook? Yeah. So people want to go watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, People can go watch it if they want. You can go watch it for yourself. (laughs) You can go watch watch her expression, like, right after she does the first row. Cause it was I was fun. I was like, oh god, and then I think you had to Were take you st- it. You're probably more stressed than me. I was stressed. I'm still stressed about it. I'm like breaking out in hives. That that even happened. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. fine. That's Should what I, I wanted get to get you more wine. That's what I wanted to name my podcast. Yeah, we can do a refill. That's okay, totally cool. Um, Kim can talk. I'm gonna go get a refill. Yeah. So. <laughs> You can go watch the video on the um, Butterhorn Facebook page, but I could never. I just don't think I could ever. And that's you. Like, you do you. But you know what I do? I hide behind my hair. It's like a security blanket thing for me. That's fine, too. And I also get very self-conscious because now I feel like my hair is, like, getting thinner as I get older. So I recently purchased this um, scalp stimulator on Amazon. This is what happens when you're over 33. Apparently when you're 34, you have to get a scalp massager. So it's Do you like, think that really works. I, well, this, we'll is my, see. this is my theory. I was talking to the infamous Alicia who I've been trying to record a podcast for two weeks, but she's too scared. Come Name on, drop. Alicia, you can do it. So I got this, um, stimulator. It's like little rubber tips. Stimulator, huh? A a stimulator (laughs) for my scalp. Oh, okay. So I got this scalp stimulator, and you're supposed to, like, rub it, and it stimulates the hair follicles, so then it's supposed to grow more. And my theory is that's why I'm switching back between hand-tied and sewn-in extensions. Because I think more your scalp gets stimulated when you're constantly switching it up, and that reduces the thinning aspect of it because if your scalp isn't stimulated your hair will thin that's what i've been told so i have no idea if that's true or not you could be telling me lies and i would have no idea what's your plan with your hair i'm gonna grow it out naturally so i have a bunch of gray hair on my head i'm gonna i'm gonna grow it out and i'm gonna um do like an icy gray i'm gonna do an icy gray And, and my hair is naturally really dark like it's almost black um, but oh, I've really? been dyeing it blonde so much. But yeah, I 
I'm gonna let it go au naturel for a while and get a cute pixie or a cute bob and see how I like it, but it's, I... It's cute pixie. Do you remember when Kate Hudson shaved her hair for that film, or shaved her head for that film role? Which one? I don't know, but do you, you know? should go look at photos, because she really rocked it, too. Like, she didn't do anything, and I think until her hair got kind of, like, chin length, then I think she put in extensions, because she was just dying, but... Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I, again, I love to play with my hair, so... No matter what length, I feel like I can make it work. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But I have really thick, coarse, curly hair. Oh, so, yeah. I, like, I'm thinking I might be a little afro-y. Like, I'm might jealous. poof it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. I can rock that, too. Okay, so I know you've been on some pretty fabulous vacations. Oh, yes. I want I to talk, talk about the traveling. Okay. Because, as you know, I only go direct flight to Chicago, Scottsdale, Chicago, Scottsdale. And Chicago. And Chicago. And then Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But I can, I travel the world through other people's eyes for right now until I get over like my fear of flying. We should go. I want to know what's the most insane place you've ever been. Oh, man. Um, okay. Most insane place ever. So I was in Rome and I was in a rooftop restaurant overlooking um what's okay i'm uh, sorry i'm two drinks in some archaeological coliseum okay and we were having this amazing dinner and these amazing beautiful italian men were serving us and i start like i heard a favorite song that w was playing kind of in the background and i started to cry because it was just like the sun was setting overlooking the coliseum yeah. we were in italy like it was so emotional and i started to cry and then one of the servers came around to me. He bent down and he whispered in my ear and he goes, please don't cry. And I, like, it was so picturesque and perfect. Like, I, I don't think I could ever top that. But then going to Napa mm -hmm. and you're like, French Fabio, laundry. aren't you a panty dropper? Step oh, back. Geez, he was yeah. working for a tip. That was pre-Shane too. So. <laughs> it was all fair. Um, I've heard that the train up to Napa or there's like a train ride yep. in Napa, mm -hmm. I heard that's insane, especially around Christmas time because everything's decorated for the holidays. It's Have really you been bad. on that train? I've been on that train. Um, unfortunately, it was before I was 21, so I couldn't drink. Oh, I couldn't participate. But it is, it is really good. Uh, but I've been to no Napa, Sonoma, like Yonville, done that. And perks of owning a restaurant, they kind of go all out for restaurant owners. So they, like, mm. open the special bottle or the reserve bottle. You know, it's nice. It's fun. Like, excuse me, I've arrived. Yeah. You just show a car and they're like, oh, okay, come this way. And you're like, yep, okay, I see you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, peasants. I'm here getting the VIP treatment and, and you just sit there. That is literally the only the only way you can, like, get the VIP. Otherwise, owning a restaurant, you don't really make like that much money so it's it's fun to kind of get spoiled a little bit yeah so you kind of already talked about your <clears throat> your long-term plans mm -hmm. what like gets you up in the morning and like what is something you know because you both are business owners mm -hmm. what is something you guys like aspire to have or whether you want to say or not or what are is, you pushing this? Uh, no, I'm totally not. I'm totally not. <laughs> I, no, I'll say it. No, you don't have to say it. I know the details, but even if it was very generic, because I feel like 
you know, as business owners, you're always trying to outdo yourself. And for me, if I can't outdo something I've already done or do it in a different, better way, I don't want to do it at all. Because oh, then it's sure. kind of like been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it's easy to get burnt out when you put so many hours into something, which you have because Butterhorn is your baby. Yeah. Um, and it can never close for the rest of eternity no. because we all love it. And don't even <laughs> think about it. Um, but what what would be like the thing that gets you either you or both of you up in the morning I mean obviously you know you love your dogs and your cat and your family but what are things that make you feel like you're making a contribution to the world yeah wow I know that's a loaded question yeah um so with so with Butterhorn yeah it was our baby and just kind of realizing that I can't be there all the time and realizing that I need to train people and teach people to love it just as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And so part of me getting up, Cash, come on, bud, stop. He wants to podcast. I know, he wants to podcast so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. It's just it's just a German, what, a German shepherd life. Um, is it, Me getting up is realizing that I have people that care about my business just as much as I do now. And I need to let them flourish and I need to let them take ownership of it just as much as me. So part of my transition now is letting the people who have been with me for so long at Butterhorn, letting them take over and letting them have a say and letting them do what they think is best for it. Um, You know, with consulting Shane and I, obviously, but I don't think it should just be a one-man show in a restaurant. There's so many different people who are busting their ass trying to get this going or keeping it going um and I want to reward that how do you let that control go um because I am a control freak and I feel like I'm gonna so something I yeah I know about myself I don't have a lot of mm-hmm. patience with other people because yeah. I I really value time so time. I can do it quicker and faster and to to what I think it should be I'm gonna do it and I'm not gonna give you the opportunity which isn't really right because then you're not mentoring anyone. Yeah. I, I think you need to value your time and what you want to spend doing. If I wanted to be a butterhorn 24-7, I'd, I'd do that. I wouldn't let anyone manage it. I wouldn't let anyone create anything. But that's not what I want to do. I want butterhorn to grow just like I do. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think it's just a part. If you want to do more than one thing in life, or you need to learn how to manage people. And I, at first, I was terrible. I worked 100 hours a week at Butterhorn. I slept there on the couch in the basement. <laughs> I, I was there all the time. But then realizing I have a group of people behind me that are good, mm-hmm. really good, and probably better than me. And I need to put that into light. So honestly, this, in November, I'm going to be hiring an, an executive chef to take over Butterhorn. And I'm going to take a step back. Mm -hmm. And Shane and I are going to be opening another restaurant in Bismarck, which is going to be exciting. But um, I think it's just always pushing. Everyone that's in their car right now listening to this is just pulled over. Like, like, yeah, okay. Okay. That's fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Take a breath. It's going to be okay. Um, But I, I think it's just realizing that you need to grow and now I'm not just a chef anymore I'm a business owner and I'm a mentor a mentor and and it's 
it's not just about the food it's about the people it's the people that come in and eat and spend all this money on this experience and hopefully yeah. we i can... just feel like fell even 10 times more in love with you we can just turn <sighs> this shit off okay see uh bye, bye guys. thanks for the podcast okay bye <laughs> but you want to do more as a human being and you want to enrich other people's lives and yeah. let them earn a living and make a yes. livelihood yes. and give back to the community and i just think that is so great because we need more people like that because as much as we do hate bismarck sometimes it is a very special place to live mm-hmm. and as For a sure. customer as a customer and as your friend there's not a lot of turnover in your restaurant with the wait staff no at all not at all like there's the same people there that were there a year and a half ago that I still see. We have people who have started with us. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah. to me that's just such a testament of the work environment, especially now. Like there's just such you know, a lot of places there's bad morale and you know, everyone so bad. There's alcohol issues, there's drug issues, there's it's just such a negative restaurants are such a negative environment if you make them that way. Mm-hmm. And then Shane and I were just like we we need to change this this yeah. need this needs to and and i don't know if we're doing a good job we're not i mean maybe we are i i hope we are but our goal is to do restaurants and hopefully maybe do like some foods and grocery stores that are organic and natural and mm-hmm. I, I mean the limit is really whatever we make it to be mm-hmm. and and it's based on the people who we hire and hopefully they have the same values and beliefs that we do that that people who come in and our customers deserve what they pay for yeah. and they deserve the best. So, yeah. Okay. Raw motherfucking bro. <laughs> okay, slow clap for that. Thanks. Let's go into what's next. How we oh I know how we wrap up the episodes because even though you have a pixie haircut, you mm-hmm. are a girly girl. I am. Yeah, for sure. And I know you love your products. Mhm. And I know you have, like, a very, like, what is your self-care ritual? Because I feel like, I don't, what I don't Gosh, like about influencers so is when they, and not that we're influencers, but there's all these influencer, influencers on Instagram, and I've tried to really, like, totally step back from, like, what I'm digesting on social media, and now I'll only follow, like, one girl that talks about this sort of particular thing, yeah. or one girl that talks about this thing, and I Otherwise, just... Otherwise, it's too much. Yeah, and yeah. there's, but there's so much... Don't you feel like there's so much advertising and product that you're targeted with with cookies and, you know, or any sort of pragmatic advertising that they're doing now? But I love a good girl's girl review okay. because it's tried and tested. What are we reviewing? I want to know your self-care routine. Like I want to know like, what like, products you use. I okay. want to know, you know, the whole thing. What Pro- lasers you're using, if you're using any, what you get, like, injected into your face. I don't think anything because you look so young. But I'll talk about that for myself. So, no. I, so, I do get I get Botox. I get Botox probably, like, twice a year just because it makes me feel better. Preventative so, Botox. Preventative Botox, yeah. I've been doing it since great. I was 26. Yeah, I think I was, like, 22 when I first yeah. did it. Kelly yes. Ripa says there's nothing better than fresh bow. It's so great. And it I makes get, you feel so good. I get these 11s. Yep, me too. Because yep. I squint when I look at my screens. I, the Klingon. And it, for Star Trek. <laughs> so Star Trekkies out there, I'm a total Star Trekkie. It's a Klingon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> war, yeah. It Klingon from Star Trek. Yep, that's what it is. I'm a nerd. But so I do that. And then I 
I am busy all the time, but my special place is my bathroom. And when I like take my 10 minutes and do my skincare routine, or I, you know, I spend money and I, I spend it on a personal trainer and that's my like one hour, three days a week to, to do that. Okay. What's the skincare routine? Are we talking like 12 steps? Are these products from Paris? Like, what are we talking about here? Some are, some aren't. Like, I think it's a mix of like, what's your, what's one you can't live without? But I feel like it changes too yeah, by the season, and like you just grow out of things. Yeah. So what? There's a right really now? good toner from. Um, why can't I think of the name? Is it from, pink? What was it? Is it pink? Yeah. How do you know that? It's a pink jar with like all the fun tropical fruit. There's like a pineapple and there's a watermelon. What is it? I'm just a little psychic. I could just see. How did you know? I could just see you. I told you. I'm psychic. I could see you were thinking of a pink bottle. I have no idea what it's called. I I know. Don't be freaked out. It's fine. Okay. Do you remember what it is? No. Oh. But it's up in my bathroom. Is it Tatcha? No. Oh. Okay. Where do you get it at? You can get it at Sephora. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, so there's that, we'll and then I the do, comments. like, um, I'm all about retinol, so I do, do retinol. You feel, I, well, we should say, do you feel like you have combination skin? Is it dry? I have combination, and I still have adult acne, so I use, like... I've never seen any. Well, and then with the masks and stuff, like, I get really weird bright. So I, I'm kind of all over the board with skin, so I, I go day, day by day. I, I do it feel like what with what my skin needs what's your retinol um what (laughs) just my dog oh cash Um, so i do a prescription like a prescription retinol when it gets to be intense and then just like so yeah so the over the or not the over the counter but like the target one i do the olay like retinol 24 which is and then i do a peter thomas roth like bougie eye cream love Mm -hmm. and i do um do you have a jade roller? Do you gua sha? Because that's very of the moment right now. I tried it, but it I, I really yeah, didn't I, care yeah, about have, it. I have those things too. I was I literally the in the time. mirror rolling my face, and I looked at myself, and I go, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I don't do that anymore, but I'm all about retinol, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C. Yeah. Um, I drink a ton of water, and I work out. But I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not really that into, I try and eat right, but 90, I try and eat like 75% good, 25%. I'm not the best. Do you drink coffee? I drink coffee. I drink one cup of coffee in the morning with cream. If I don't, I'm Satan spawn. Oh yeah. Yeah. I so do, I do like that. an espresso thing. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. So you're not like weird and don't drink coffee. I don't trust people that I need to have like something hot in the morning. Yeah. To like set my day up, I feel it's like a ritual for me. I can't be good all the time. I can't. I can't. No, drink, drink coffee. Yeah, and as we're drinking wine too. And wine. So there's wine. That's an issue. Hashtag yeah. balance. Yeah, it's balance. It's been a really terrible year. I think we should. Someone told me that wine sales went down. I can't even believe that. I would. Th- maybe that's every, a lie. Maybe that's every, a total maybe lie. Maybe everyone's said that drinking is a lie. hard alcohol instead. No. Just well, skipping over it. Like, give me a good cocktail, but I'm not gonna just like straight shot tequila. I'm gonna throw. What up. is your drink of choice? Cocktail? Yeah. Oh, anything with bubbles. Oh, anything really? With champagne, okay. like French seventy five, like classic champagne. Um, I did not expect you to say that. I expected you to say something like bourbony or an old fashioned. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say or a really good old fashioned. 
um, like we have a drink pulled that pulls up in a caddy at Butterhorn. Have you ever tried, had it? No. It's my favorite cocktail of all time. And I, I it's not a plug. It kind of is, but I'm... Drop really, that name right now. Drop it. I'm going up, there for some... It's called Pulled Up in a Caddy at Butterhorn. It is my favorite drink of all time. And it's... It has, like, really good, like, Woodford Reserve bourbon in it. Oh, I'm bringing Hot Hot Scott there to get it soon. That's his drink. It's so good. We've been going to um, Mandan, to Thomson Varieties, to get the old fashions. But if, Oh, it's if so it, good there. We love it there, yes, too. Yes, if it's called Pulled Up in a Caddy, though... You I, have to, I right? don't even feel like you can go wrong with Shane that. and I actually made that drink. We created that drink before we even had Butterhorn. Like, that was our drink we made mm-hmm. at night to, like, chill out, have a glass of that, or... And then when Butterhorn came around, we had this cocktail. Like, what should we name it? And Shane loves Cadillacs. That's mm-hmm. like his car. I'm like, let's call Pull Up in a Caddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Print it on the menu yeah. right now. That's been there since the beginning. That's the only drink that's been there. Yeah. Well, don't take it off now because now I just learned about it. We're no, it, it go it'll viral. never. It'll never be off. That's a forever cocktail for me. For for us. Excellent. But yeah. Besides skincare. I do, like, I love taking baths. and. Well, what's your favorite mask? Like, a lot of girls do, like, the glam glow. That burns my face so bad. I can't do really that. Really drying, like, the, yeah. the, the charcoal one with, like, the dark. It's too intense for me. So, Shane, oh, gosh. Shane got me the subscription of, like, face masks for a year where every month they send you, like, mm. six Everyone's face falling masks. in love with him that's listening to this, by the way. From Montana, <laughs> gifting you face masks. No, but he knows. So, I can't really pick a favorite, but what was it called? I don't know if Kim can, like, link it yeah, or whatever, but I'll get you it. But it is so amazing. There's all these incredible sheet masks, and they send you... A subscription every month and it's like six to eight sheet masks or serums or serums or stuff and it's great and I love that I, I like that because they go bad quick and I I always buy travel size first mm-hmm. before I get the big before one before to test it out because you don't know if you're actually gonna like it and yeah. it's cheaper yeah for so sure. win-win and I'm never like in in obsessed with one thing the one thing I'm obsessed with is a molten brown body wash in the in the scent tobacco Oh, okay. Molten brown body wash. I swear to God, it is the best thing in the world. It's a little pricey, but it'll blow your mind. But self-care. Self-care. Okay. Other than that, I switch all over the place. I like to try new stuff. Yeah, I'm going to order that. Yeah. We'll look at it afterward. I think I might have a kicker bottle I'll give you. (laughs) (laughs) I got wine. I came over here to a meat and cheese board. I got birthday gifts. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You deserve it. Okay, ladies, you deserve it. This is insane. I mean, close, 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 close. I don't even know how I can ever pick a favorite episode, but I think we've hit the nail on the head. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. You you run the show here. We could do a two-part episode. I want to know everything. But Seriously? I mean. Oh my God, I'm honored. I would love to. Oh yeah. This is so do, fun. We could do a two-part episode. Okay, okay. so DM us your Let questions. Let us know. Let us know. Because we'll be back. We've burned through. A bottle of wine. A bottle of wine and how many logs on the I fire? I think like four. Let me put another one in. Well, we're going to put but another yeah. log on because maybe we'll continue this. Not sure, guys. And um, little Dahmer is just sleeping 
in the fluffiest blanket that you've ever seen in your whole life. Yeah. That's him, right? Or her? Yeah. No, that's him. Yeah. And Dahmer, yeah, the serial killer. My husband named our cat after a serial killer. But he's so sweet. He's yeah. just curled up in a ball on this chair. So thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and also rate the podcast because we appreciate you. And I'll see you all for brunch at the Butterhorn. Thank you. Shouldn't you say your line? Shouldn't you say? Okay. Well, yeah. Don't say I didn't. Don't say I didn't warn you. (laughs) You're gonna. You're gonna be obsessed. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Okay. Uh